The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Guaranteed Irish is a national organisation that supports all businesses based in Ireland that sustain jobs, communities and provenance. It is denoted by the iconic G symbol that has been around for almost 50 years. The national symbol of trust for businesses and consumers, it identifies products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of our communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me today is Devin Hughes, CEO and co-founder of Buy Me. Buy Me is Ireland's largest same-day grocery e-commerce platform. Devin is also a judge for the upcoming Guaranteed Irish Business Awards this March. I'm delighted to have you on board. First of all, a big thank you for being a judge with Guaranteed Irish in the upcoming awards, which everybody's really excited about. Great results and great, um, I suppose, excitement because... It's, I think, one of the first award ceremonies where we're all going to be in a room together. And yeah, people are looking forward to it. It's super exciting. It's actually my first time being a judge for, really? a, for such a prestigious award ceremony as well. Well, it's our inaugural awards, <laughs> as they say. Uh, but most importantly, I suppose, let's talk about Buy Me, because that's what we're here to talk about today. Sure. A great business, a brilliant idea. Probably born out of COVID, am I right in saying that? No. Or was it in the, in the works Surprising. beforehand? We, we, I launched in 2016, but started working on this business in 2014. Oh, wow. So, so tell us about that journey then. That's quite long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. My, yeah, my background is not originally grocery or technology. Um, I spent the early part of my career working in the en- energy markets, which sounds you know very unrelated, but actually in many ways there's, there's a lot of similarities. Consumer and, facing, I suppose. Well, it's it's, prim- it's it's more of a commodity distribution, actually, sure. which is where I kind of really cut my teeth. And, um, you know, grocery, for the best part, is a commodity. We all use it, um, and it has a lot of the same characteristics as, as many others. So um, 2014... Um, I was uh, itching to start another business. Buy Me is my fifth business. I've had four spectacular little failures that have gotten me to this point. Um, <laughs> well, remember, out of all uh, small acorns, you're great old yeah, no, And you can only learn from the failures. Look, uh, yeah, yeah and, and all my previous ventures, you know, I, I may not have walked away with a fistful of cash, but I certainly walked away with a head full of money, uh, you know, knowledge, knowledge and, 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 yeah. and experience. So, Hard to beat it, yeah. Yeah, so, and I think that lent itself to, to how I approached Buy Me, which, you know, previous in, in comparison to other previous businesses, was much more... Uh, methodical, much more planned out, and, and and essentially worked on the on the preparations for the business over the course of about two years. So, you know, twenty fourteen, the idea came from uh, the place where all great ideas come from. Breed, you know, over a pint of Guinness in a Dublin pub, someone said to me, "Do you know the online grocery market is worth nine billion pounds? This was total spend in the online category over Ireland and the UK, but loses three hundred million pounds a year." And that was the aggregate losses of all of the retailers subsidizing the cost of last mile. So it was a non-profitable channel. But the problem was for the sector is that it was the number one fastest growing channel. And most people think, you know, COVID was what made online grocery and delivery uh, an exciting space. But actually, online was the fastest growing channel long before COVID ever came. And so what we've actually just seen is is that already, you know, pretty hot bonfire uh, have a, a huge amount of gasoline poured on it um, in the last 24 months. And and so we we launched in February 2016. I became Biomi's first personal shopper and, and delivery person. Um, and in the first couple of years of Biomi, I did about 1,800 grocery orders on behalf of our earliest customers. And that was the beginning of the business. Um, today, we operate across five cities in two countries um, uh, with the vast majority of our business in Ireland. And we've over 400 personal shoppers uh, serving over 200,000 active customers on a monthly basis. Well, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> 
because I have to take a breath to catch up with you. Now, you have been a little bit modest. You were you are the winner in Ireland's Best Young Entrepreneur Programme back in the day and nominated by Ernst & Young for Entrepreneur of the Year in 2020. So it's not that you're uh, new to business, I suppose. And as you say, you had a different failures before you've had success. But I suppose in, in, in By Me, what I notice is the desire to get the groceries, um, I suppose, from the to the consumer as fast as possible. And where you differ is the same day. Mm, yes. How do you do that? So, I mean, it's it's quite unique. So we, we When we started, we re-engineered the whole idea mm. of Last Mile. We don't do vans. Like, we're the largest same-day mm. grocery commerce platform in the country. We have no vans. We hold have no warehouses. We hold no stock. Okay, um, so I have to stop you there because as a consumer myself, a parent, I hate... Absolutely hate grocery shopping. Hate it. We'll pay somebody to do it for me, but nobody will do it for me. <laughs> so, including my own children. So, if I want to get my groceries, I can't think three days ahead of what I need. Mm-hmm. I can only think there and then what I need. Yeah. So, the easiest thing for me still is to go into the grocery uh, supermarket until I came across by me and I found out I can get the same day delivery where I can actually think in the same space as what I need. Yeah. Which is a huge game changer for a, a busy ma- working massively, person. Massively. And because the, you know, really the vast majority of customers are exactly like you. The vast majority of the market are exactly like you. And, you know, Ireland, uh, UK combined today. Now, remember 2014, the, the online grocery market was worth £9 billion. It's worth yeah. £23 billion pounds wow. now. Okay, that's right. it. So how much growth has happened yes. in the last six years. Um, but the, but that's still a very small portion of a, a €260 billion euro market, right? So it's For only 10% sure. yeah. there, thereabouts. And, and that means that 90% of consumers still want to go into store because they need the groceries today because that €23 billion is delivered in three, four, five days with a van from a warehouse. Yeah. The way we operate is, is that we take orders in in real time on the day and then we have a network of active personal shoppers in every market that we operate in. And then our system, our algorithm, will take that order and distribute it to the very best personal shopper in the moment in time to fulfill that order. And that person goes to that store immediately, like you do, um, to the store, picks, packs, and prepares your order for you. If there's anything out of stock, you've ordered fillet sake maybe for your Friday evening dinner, um, they'll actually ring you from store to let you know that, unfortunately, there is no fillet steak, if that's the case. And you, as a customer, get an opportunity to edit your basket before the shopper leaves the store. And so, so is that person, sorry to go across no, you, is that person not working for the store? They're working for By Me? They work for you, the customer. Okay, so who who pays so we, them? We we pay them, right. but through, through the fees that you pay sure. us. Okay. And so what we do is we act as the connector, the platform that facilitates the connection between our customers and our personal shoppers um, and that's that's the real difference is that we're using real time fulfilment it's not planned ahead we're not collecting orders the day before and putting them into a van the next day and driving them all around the city we're actually taking an order that you place in real time and we're finding the very best play- person to fulfil that in that moment in time and then that person's going to store right away to deliver it to you there's no, so there's you no have, refrigeration you have, it's not sitting in a van anywhere so you must have loads of employees waiting for that phone call or email uh, in every location around to be able to act for you. So all of our shoppers are independent by nature. So they tell us where and when they're going to be available for orders and they give us a week's notice. They tell us I'm going to be available in South County Dublin uh, between the ages uh, times of uh, 2 and 8pm and I will, I'll accept orders for that area uh, during that time. And so they're independent by nature. We we essentially collect those orders and we send them to those shoppers uh, when, when, when the time comes. What our role is though is we balance what we call balance the network. So we match supply and demand. Mm. So we make sure there's always enough shoppers 
to match the level of order volume that customers are going to need because that's the difference between a shopper making uh, you know 12 euros an hour versus not being able to make minimum wage our role is to make sure that there's always enough supply and demand in the network to make sure that the customer gets the order when they need it and the shopper is able to make as much money as they can in but the that's time that a business working. in itself is it not it is yeah. it's, uh, in fact it's and um, the, the crossover I talked about earlier on it's exactly how AirGrid run the electricity market yes you have generators you have energy users and, sure. and AirGrid acts as the platform I that balances see. that network yeah challenge challenge very busy it's busy yeah i mean obviously you know we found ourselves in 2020 you know right place right time right product right team i like to think mm-hmm. um and we you know we've grown substantially since then i mean we went from a team of 12 people to nearly 75 people today uh, and how many time. orders are you fulfilling now can i ask um i can't say it's very confidential that's a very confidential so we're obviously fulfilling a vast amount of orders but our average basket size i can tell you is 80 euros okay um so it's not quite your big online 130 euro shop or 200 euro shop that you might see in in some it's of the, the traditional. Shop. it's kind of a midweek top up but it's yes. still a weekly shop you're getting a, sure. you're getting a, definitely a week's worth of groceries there okay so february startup month at guaranteed irish do you have any advice for someone starting their businesses considering you've gone through so many start as early as possible it's uh, you know entrepreneur I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that being an entrepreneur means you were born with some sort of skill or uh, or talent and the reality is is that entrepreneurship is a muscle it's a muscle that's developed over time and the sooner you start developing that muscle the stronger it starts to get well I've never heard it described like that now but I do like it yeah no it's very true Okay, so uh, th- the more you learn, the more you try, the more success you'll have. The harder you work, the more the average, the average is seven, Breed. It takes seven tries for an entrepreneur on average to make it. Okay. So I mean, it's it, a lot of people numbers game get yeah they get distracted by the outliers, the Mark Zuckerbergs who did it once and made it big, you know. Mm. And the reality is that the vast majority of entrepreneurs have to keep trying. That's right, for sure. In any business, in any walk of life, in fact, sports persons included. Exactly. How important are sustainable business practices for your business, Devin, then? I think more and more it's becoming just a, an absolute must. It's a fundamental for most businesses now, and um, particularly for us as a consumer business. You know, our brand is a consumer business. Consumers want to shop more responsibly. And so for us, it's really important to make sure that we have that at the forefront. You know, prior to COVID, actually, we were a completely bagless service. Um, there was no plastic bags in the process. We used all reusable equipment. Now, unfortunately, when COVID happened, we had to introduce plastic bags for social distancing purposes to make sure shoppers were, and customers were able to keep mm. a distance and, and have that handover be be safer. Now, we have managed with the, the easing of restrictions to move back towards bagless, and we now have an opt-in and a preference for, for our customers to opt out of having any plastic bags used within their order. Um, but one of the other you know unique parts of our business is that because we're not using vans and warehouses, mm. we're not putting new, new wheels on the road. We're using existing infrastructure. So we turn existing retail stores into distribution centres. We're not creating new warehouses and using those those land uh, enhancing that land use uh, we're not putting new uh, wheels and, and, and trucks on the road or anything we're using all the existing infrastructure there um, and we're bundling orders so our shopper will handle up to three orders at a time so it's not one car going to the grocery store and back to your house it's one car doing three grocery shops and so we're taking cars private cars off the road with every order that we do Okay, great. I like that. Um, in terms of your greatest achievement with Buy Me and the biggest risk as a business owner, what have you faced there? I think the biggest achievement, I think for us, obviously, the biggest achievement has definitely come in the last 24 months where, you know, in February 2020, we became an essential service overnight. 
Um, and as I said, we went from a team of 12 people and 30 or 40 personal shoppers to 70 people and over 400 shoppers. Um, and that level of scale was uh, was really important. We needed to execute you know, very aggressively. And I think the biggest achievement for us was actually being able to execute. You know, We now um, represent about 5% of the online grocery market in Ireland. We have 4.5% of the Irish population registered on our platform. And we service about 13% of households in Dublin. You know, that is an achievement. Um, the thing that I'm most proud about probably as a as, as an entrepreneur and as, as, as one of the co-founders is the amount of jobs that we were able to create during that time. When when labor became somewhat of a, um, a concern and, and job creation was certainly under pressure uh, in the hospitality and services sector, we were in a position to be able to create a large amount of jobs and be able to provide people with access to labor. And that was something that I was really pleased to be able to do during that time. The ability to scale so fast is incredible, Devon. I have to say, compliment you guys on your app. It's the easiest grocery app to work off at the moment. As a consumer, I'm just saying that. Nothing to do with guaranteed out. Just as a consumer, it's by far the easiest. And you do feel you're getting uh, options if there's something not in stock, as opposed to somebody throwing in, oh, that'll do fine. So it's great to see that level of customer care. um, And you, you... I, I feel I can trust the app, which is and, really and, good. And that service, like that, that actual experience they have is all down to the great personal shoppers that work on the network. I mean, they are working for their customers when they're out there fulfilling orders. They're calling their customers. They're managing the, the out-of-stocks and the substitutions. So the real, the customer service co- comes down to them. Our role is to what you exactly pointed to, which is to make sure that the technology is as easy to use as possible, not just for our customers, but we also have an app and technology for our shoppers. Mm. So when they go into store, they actually have an app themselves that allows them to scan barcodes, mm. view high-quality imagery, and listen to the notes, uh, read the notes that the customers might have. You know, I want my bananas a little bit on the green side, etc. So yeah. um, that's our role. And actually, the other thing I must uh, compliment you on is the ability to scale so fast, because that's not easy. And particularly during COVID and also particularly in a an employee shortage uh, market. Uh, how did you manage that? Um, so I think the nature of our business model um, is, is is what really lends itself to that because you know we're pure platform, as I said, no vans, no warehouses, which means there's a very little lead-in time. Our, our, our technology scales very effectively. So once, it re- once we build something, we can drop that into another market. We don't have to try and find property. We don't have to try and you know, wait for right. vans to be manufactured. Actually, what we're doing is we're, there's already everything that we need is all, already there, the infrastructure. So we're just leveraging that and, and the nature of a platform business, which is what we are, um, is that we have incredibly low marginal cost when it comes to scale and, and low upfront capex. Um, that, that, that's the that's the thing that makes our business so effective in, in the space because historically, traditionally, commerce services required massive capex upfront sure. um, to, to be able to get to this point. So uh, that is just the nature and that is the innovative part of, our, of, of what we're doing in the market and how we're doing it differently. So you mentioned you're in two countries. I'm assuming Ireland and the UK. Yeah, we actually, we've operations across three countries. So we're half Irish, half Armenian. Um, so my co-founder is Armenian. So we have a, an office based in Yerevan um, and, and we have an office now in Wimbledon. We opened our first London office there a couple of months ago um, and we've 10 employees in the UK as well now. And how's that going? It's going well. It's exciting. Um, you know, reaching outside Ireland is definitely uh, akin to reaching outside your comfort zone. You For know, sure. I'm, I'm very comfortable with Ireland. You know, I grew up here um, and this is really our, our market It's an, and we've established ourselves as, as, a, as a, a real player. Um, reaching into the UK is, is intimidating. You yes, know, it comes, with it, it comes with it, but it's so exciting. Yeah. Um, and the great part about it is that the UK is so similar to, to the Irish market. Yeah, um, and so you know, much bigger. Well, yeah, and, and, our, and, our, and the market dynamics are very similar. I mean, there's 12 enterprise grocery retailers that we, we can work with. Um, mm. and, and four of them are already on our platform. Um, and so there's, there's a real opportunity to build a very large business just in those two markets alone. And a desire to go into other, to go global? 
Yeah, I think Europe, certainly. I mean, I, I think other markets are a bit more saturated. Asia and the US have, have already big established players um, similar to our, our type of business. Um, and so I think the opportunity for us is probably more Ireland, UK and, and, and areas within Europe. That's really exciting. You recently sat on the judging panel for the Guaranteed Irish Business Awards. What was your experience as a judge and the, the standard coming across without giving any secrets away? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and what I enjoyed actually was the a lot of the heritage, like reading the history of the businesses. I'm a bit of a history buff. Um, and particularly when it comes to commercial history, you'll often find me reading books about kind of, you know, um, historic entrepreneurs and businesses and how they came about and, 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 and a lot of times how they how they no longer and they're no longer around but what I loved about going through this process was actually spending time going through all the different websites and reading about the history of the businesses uh, many of which are family started um, yeah. and I thought that was really exciting and I really love uh, the idea of family businesses my sister works with me and by me um, and so it's uh, it's something that I'm really really passionate about and yeah I think it was just it was just getting to see how how all of the different businesses apply the values of Guaranteed Irish in so many different ways yeah really important and very rewarding for us to see them doing that and for us to be able to profile them I think it's really and to reward them now hopefully on March 24th why do you think it's important to recognise locally based businesses now you're one yourself of course it's a no brainer I think for anyone you know, it is the backbone of, of any economy um, in is local business I mean we, you know I think the the Foreign direct investment gets a huge amount of attention, and of course it does because it brings you know job creation at scale. Typically, when FDI is happening, it's big businesses coming in, deploying big capital. Um, but the reality is, is that the reason that those businesses are coming here is because there's a healthy economic environment, a thriving business culture, um, an educated workforce, and that is all derivative uh, of our local enterprises, our local businesses. Um, and so it's you know it's it's really I think an area where you know not only you know the market the consumer market but also the government needs to continue to focus on is how do we continue to cultivate that um, because it's very easy to get distracted by the big you know uh, foreign brand names and corporations but actually the thing that underpins our business uh, through thick and thin are, um, are our local uh, family run businesses and our local established companies and I suppose the important thing is the fusion of the two because it really gives us a platform for our progress and growth I agree more Devin Hughes CEO and co-founder of Buy Me thank you very much for joining me today thank you so much Bridget if you found this advice helpful for your business, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify or Acast. It's free for all and we welcome your feedback. Remember, by considering Irish businesses, you are not only sustaining local employment, but you are also playing your role in reducing the carbon footprint. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.